part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Branion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Fresh off of the Facebook Live announcement that we were going to be recording a podcast. Oh, yeah. Still. If you didn't get the chance to see if, that. If you, in case you missed our it's Facebook Live totally video. totally worth going back. <laughs> it is about four minutes of some of the finest In case you're wondering rambling. what setting up looks like. Mm-hmm. And in case you wonder what our doohickey looks like here. What does it look like at 9.30 p.m. Oh, my stars. At the comedian's table. We just we just never stop. We give and give. You've been busy all day today. I've been busy all day today, and here we are. Here we doing are. a podcast that, uh, if we don't do it tonight, though, when are we going to do it? We are really quite generous. The thing about time is that there's only so much of it. Mm. You know? You mm. can't... Poetry. You Go can't, ahead. <laughs> you can't create more time. You can't create more minutes no. We have a finite number of them, and we just can't squeeze in a podcast. You can't squeeze a podcast in between the minutes that you have in a day. Oh, well, we could try sometime. We so, could try. When we were doing the mom cast, it really felt like we were eking out a podcast in the seconds in between everything else. We, we would literally pause it five or six times. It was only a 30-minute recording yeah. and we would pause it at least yeah. five or six times 30 minutes that it was 30 minutes of recording that took several hours to record yeah we would we would record probably on averages about two hours worth mm-hmm. of the day where we would spend running back to the table trying to remember what we were talking about before what we pushed we pause before, getting you know? going on a really great a really a really <laughs> hard-hitting piece I of information. That. Well, that's what this is going to be. This is going to be some hard-hitting, tough-as-nails com- social commentary. <laughs> on uh, This is the day after election day, hmm. which it, I guess isn't even really election day anymore. It's just like, uh, because they never, they don't have all the results in. Mm. It's like... It's like we everybody goes don't. and votes, and then three or four weeks from now, we'll finally have the the results in after they've had a chance to, you know, insert new votes and delete <laughs> old votes. And when the dust settles, after they've monkeyed around with all of the actual votes to get them to come out exactly the way they wanted. Yeah. This, uh, you know, what I, I am uh, the 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 red wave that was predicted was. Uh, was actually not really a, a wave mm-hmm. it was more of a kind of a disturbance kind of a i wouldn't really call it a, a ripple it was a little bigger than a ripple but it wasn't really much of a of a wave mm. and i think that that is uh indicative of the of the fact that our country is uh not going to self-correct bill bill Ry- o'reilly posted a quote and the re- only reason i saw this is because somebody else uh, put it in a group that I belong to, the minister's group that I belong to, and it was something to the effect of 
uh, America had the chance to self-correct at, in the uh, in the election last night, but declined. And it's like, you know what? I didn't expect America to self-correct because I don't think America has indicated to me, at least, that they think they're off track. I mean, both political parties blame the other party for all evil. Well, but but didn't our county in our state pretty much do what we wanted slash expected it to do? I guess sort of, but we didn't have a governor. Right election we did so there really wasn't much going on and we had uh i'm gonna be honest uh, i voted but when it got to the school board oh see i could have helped you with school board you're in a different school district than i am here's the thing about my school district Uh they had two seats that were uncontested so there wasn't even anything to do right and then there was a third like seat on the board that had a couple of options, but I didn't know what the options were that I should go with because apparently the moms for Liberty group in our area did not endorse anybody specifically for that school. They didn't endorse anybody. And they had asked. So what do you do? Just leave it blank. Well, actually I did vote because I thought that leaving it blank was, I I didn't know how that would be. You're afraid it would invalidate your whole ballot. No, I knew that that wouldn't happen, but I wasn't exactly sure how it worked. Like, I didn't want them to think, I didn't want them to think that, like, I was supporting somebody who, I don't know. I didn't want. What in the world were you thinking? I don't know. But what I was going to say was. I was nervous about using a black ink pen. I'll be honest about that. Because I. (sighs) What? Because I didn't think that that would work. That's what they gave us I know. at the polls. I know. That's what they gave us, it's but it made me uneasy pencil. because I'm used to number two pencils, and I was told... Not, not for voting. Listen, I was told from the time I was a, a youth that if you try to use a pen or a number one pencil... I didn't know there were other numbered pencils, but if you if you don't use the right numbered pencil, then uh, the Scantron won't pick it up. And right. So I'm, I'm coloring it in with an ink pen, and the whole time, a uh, little... Youthful John Brown, you're just going, this probably isn't even going to count. It's going to work. Well, anyway, I was going to say that the Moms for Liberty group was asking for people who might be interested in running for the school board, mm-hmm. specifically at this school right next door to me. Yep. And I thought yep. about it very, very briefly. About being on the school board? Yeah, I thought, well, about throwing in my hat, about being like, hey, look, I live right next door and I'd be open to it. But like, I thought for... T- Vote for Amanda McKinney. I thought for The closest seconds, board member you'll ever know. I went and I read the biographies of the current sitting board members and like what, what it is that they put on their About Me pages. Yeah. And it's always, oh, I've been a part of this school system for 30 years. I graduated from it myself. My kids are students there now. Right. My, you know... Right. My spouse is a. But does anybody pay there. attention to that? I, I mean, because I was looking at at the school board people uh, on the way in on the signage, and and basically election, nobody says anything anymore. They just they just put words up: integrity, well, longevity, on leadership. You're not on social media to read. You're on there to post your own stuff. But, but yes, like the moms were chattering on social media and there was a little bit of a... Students first. There was some back and forth happening. Safety. But I was like trying to picture how that would look. Like how, how fast would word get out that my kids don't go to that school? And, you know, right. well, and probably how much would people receive, you know, my message that, well, the reason is because that school is 
literally the worst it's in the it's county. It's the worst school it's in terrible. the world. It's terrible. I mean, it has the worst grading in, so the, elect, in the county. Elect, elect Amanda. Elect Amanda McKinney. What have you got to lose? No, no. Elect Amanda and hopefully... It can't get worse. See if you can convince her to send her own kids there. Because right now, we got a lot of work to do, people. The only, the only way you'll ever see my children in your school is if you elect me <laughs> do a better to job. the board. But I actually had a brief conversation with the kids about this. We walked past the school to get to the community center to vote to yesterday, vote. Yeah. and and the kids were <laughs> asking about that. They were asking about the school board situation. What does that mean? What do people do on the school board, et cetera? And I told them I considered running, but that I didn't think anybody would probably vote for me because as soon as I admitted that I thought there needed to be changes, there would be parents, and I know them already, I know yeah, them personally. We could, we could list them by name, some of them. would immediately be offended that I don't think like the rainbows starts and ends at that school. And, right. and rainbows are circular, so that was good. Well, what's funny is I actually have seen many rainbows over that school before <laughs> since living Yeah, here. that's because it, it the lies to the, uh, yeah. to the west. No, the to east. the east. To yeah. the east. So anyway, it's but I, I tried to explain to the kids, like the problem is that in most cases, people would rather be in denial than actually oh, hear sure. hard words about, sure. you know, about their beloved school alma mater. I was uh, I was reading an article. Oh, it was the one that you sent me about yes. uh, from the, Desiring God. Yeah, about the 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 tendency that we have to tell women nice things and to tell them they're doing a great job. Wasn't because, that shocking and surprising in it, its like targeted? It, it was in its well in its truthfulness and also in its specific specificity yeah. that it was that it was aimed at intentionally women. at women yeah and and deliberately like a laser and yeah it was kind of refreshing but until you went to the comments you didn't go to the comments i didn't go to the I comments sent you directly I didn't to, go the to the website comments because but i found I it on facebook and the comments were exactly what you would expect there were you know there were a handful of women who were like Thank you for this. I've noticed this too. It's been really helpful in my own life to finally have some, you know, people who are willing to hold me accountable and be truthful, mm-hmm. even when it hurts. There was there was some of that, but there was also, what is this? Women need Jesus, not hard words. <laughs> yep. And you wonder if they even read the article. Yeah. You wonder. I think you mean gospel. They need the truth in love oh my gosh and maybe the reason that we have we have been treading lightly with them is because of the obvious rife overwhelming abuses that have been heaped on them at the church buildings and endless abuse that they have suffered at the hands of christian people yeah uh well i have i was encouraged i'm encouraged to hear that because i thought that it was just me being a white dude that unleashed the animosity when i wrote like that 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 perspective is rarely ever brought up from anybody and even when it was a female author she still got pushed back flamed yeah she got lit up and i was really glad to hear that it was her mother because the author wrote that it was her mother who used to tell her she was being too sensitive or she was you know needing she needed a kick in the pants, basically, verbally, a verbal kick in the pants. 
And I was just waiting because if it had been her father who did those things, I was waiting for the comments. They're like, oh, sweetheart. They'd have lit her up You don't that. know, sweetheart, but that was actually very wrong of him. And it was, it was patriarchy. And we will pray that you recognize that abuse ASAP. It was her mom. And so nobody really did say, oh, she was wrong to they didn't talk throw to her mom under the bus. They didn't see no, her as a... Not really. That kind of surprises me because I have read multiple posts from these abused women who list their mother as the narcissist and the their mother? oppressor. Yeah. It's almost so. always their father. Almost always. Mm. Like I would say mm. easily 70%. You're calling me a liar. It's 70, 30. It's always a parent of some kind, but it, but 70% father who was the selfish narcissist. Mother was the one who came along and gently smoothed things over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, there were, there's some yeah. of that too. Or she's the one who divorced that wretched man and finally rescued the children from from his diabolical. Well, that too. She can do that uh, and smooth things over and put her arm around her kids and say, no, 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 that is not how Jesus talks. Jesus never, ever raises his voice. Jesus never criticized anyone to to my memory. I can't think of a time. Well, no, he criticized well, people, but they were always men. So, and it was always religious people too. Jesus, Jesus hated church people. I think I brought this up on a recent podcast, just a couple of episodes ago. But he never ever referred to any women as dogs. That no, never he, happened. He never did. <laughs> he would never be so offensive and insensitive. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I have nothing to say. Nothing at all. Uh, well, I was. Uh, I keep looking over there at Jack Skellington, and he's kind of putting me to sleep with his giant black eyes. I'm like, well, before you nod off, I did. I did want to. Uh, I did want to bring to to light the idea that we've got this. The, the election is now firmly. It is an act of worship now, hmm. and for many people, it is. It is a. It is a religious experience for many people in the country. And if your person gets elected, then that is proof positive that righteousness has won out. Yeah. And if your person does not get elected, then that is proof that you were on the, quote, wrong side of history. And so everything rises and falls for many people, and church people as well, on you know what happens in the government. Yeah. And what is what's legal, and whatever's legal is automatically moral, because we don't have the ability to do theology anymore. So I just thought it was interesting to to watch all of the uh, the, the celebration of pro choice uh, politicians, the the gleeful celebration oh, yeah. of the pro choicers. There was when like they, two Democrat seats in the Indiana. I don't know if it was the House or the Senate, but two Democrats won in Indiana for House seats or or Senate seats. And one of those acceptance speeches, did you see? Did you see it? No, I really, I really haven't paid a lot of attention to the details and the specifics. I've just, in general, been watching the uh, it just, it just the. Like I said, the the fact that everybody is convinced that their candidate is the solution to putting America back on track. And nobody in America 
is talking about repentance. Nobody in America is talking about getting about some sort of spiritual reawakening. It's all on both sides. It's all political. Our hope is in the government and getting the right people elected. Well, at any rate, she literally said, here in Indiana, we elect people who look like us, and now little black girls will understand that or will hear, will see that. Mm-hmm. And she said she brought up abortion, she brought up gay marriage, she brought up, I mean, just literally everything. She just took every her, talking point. Yes, she took her appointment to this seat as this opportunity to just declare, you know, right carpet victory for all of her religious beliefs about right. that's my that's yeah. my point yeah. that's my point is the election the if you win an election then everything that you believe and stand for is right, right and right. good even though like eight other seats went to republicans <laughs> well sure and and even even though if you're a democrat your your primary uh platform is the extermination of unborn children. Oh yeah, she brought that up as right. like a thing to be proud of. Right. That's what. That's my point. That's my point. It's just we've just lost our minds. That uh, if you get elected, then you are a good and righteous person. And and even to declare here in Indiana, we elect people who look like us, and therefore yep. abortion is right, and transgender people, and 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 it's like yeah, you can say whatever you want because you won the election, and therefore you are now. You have a, you have transcended mere mortal, and you oh, are on the you are part are. of the pantheon. It's now. Andrea Hunley. So Andrea Hunley, um, mm, I don't won think I voted for, for her. senator. No, you didn't, because it was in District Forty Six, which I don't know oh. what city that is. Um, Probably Indianapolis. No, that's in, Marion County. That's Marion County. I'm pretty sure this is like up north. It might I don't South know. Bend. I don't know. Fort it's Wayne? obviously not where they've got their heads screwed on straight. If you don't know, how about if I just keep listing northern cities? This is what she said, though. Women, we see you, and we stand with you in our fight for abortion rights and for health care. Uh-huh. Our seniors who are on fixed incomes, we see you. Our children, we're fighting for climate change, we see you. Women and allies and moms who are out there fighting for common sense gun reform, we see you. Our LGBTQ friends and neighbors and family, we see you. you. And black trans women, we see you. My brothers and sisters in the Muslim and Jewish communities, we see you. What is a woman? Latino, Latinx, we see you. Hunley said she was proud to stand among Democrats who worked hard during this election cycle. Quote, we elect candidates that look like us here in Indiana. Okay, Little have a black question. girls, this is for you. I have a question. She sees all these people. Does she wear glasses or is she? <laughs> because she sees, she sees a lot of people. Yeah. Great vision. Andrea Hunley, good eyesight. You know what? You know what would be really sad to me is needing to hear that from a politician yes if i if i was at such a place in my life where i needed a newly elected official yes to quote unquote see me and understand me and fight for me if i needed that i would be in really bad shape yeah i i I don't know how much that speech would make me feel better right because i think i would be in such a 
just such desperately dark play deep down in my core i know this person is not going to help me well this person seeing me like and fighting for me is not going to change it's my the definition of empty words and like to not know that how do you not know that absolutely everything that comes out of a politician's mouth on you election night is pre-planned uh, you, and scripted? i i used to think this was back back when rush limbaugh was still talking about elections and so on uh, back when he was talking about Obama not being reelected to a second term, that was when it all came crashing down for me. That was when I that was when I finally realized, oh, there are a lot of wicked, stupid people out there, and they vote. And yeah. we can tell ourselves, uh, we can comfort ourselves with words like, you know what? They're they're wising up. People are waking up. People are wising up, but they are not. There are still well, millions of. No, um, now they've got themselves in this perfect little circular reasoning pattern where just hearing you say that they, you think they need to wise up is enough for them to be offended and, and cast vindictive votes for Democrats. Oh, yeah, well, that's what happens. That. That's what's happened the last couple of elections because of Donald Trump. Right. I mean, Donald Trump is still a factor in the uh, election process, and there are people who vote for, they vote for candidates specifically to spite Donald (laughs) Trump. And those are the people I'm talking about. They're just not smart. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and a really, really terrible politician for a really, really terrible politician. They're not smart, and they're not righteous people. They're not people who are inhabited by the Spirit. And so we, we, I, I I just don't think that we are being honest with ourselves when we predict a red wave for example oh people are wise enough people are seeing you know what the economy that's what matters to people the economy people don't abortion isn't even on the list of things people are worried about the economy people are worried about their jobs people are worried about putting food on the table and i think we're going to see that in the election no we didn't i'm I'm going to be honest. I didn't even hear any predictions about a red wave because I'm so far removed from that whole scene. But I do have a confession. The reason I did vote yesterday, the the main reason, I was kind of dragging my feet and I hadn't made a decision. My sister-in-law had texted us and said, she had texted us a couple days before and reminded us that, you know, early voting was an option and things like that. Mm. And I was like, to be honest, kind of like you, I was like, the only thing I really even care about is the school board, but I haven't been paying enough attention to know. See, I didn't care at all about the school board. Oh yeah. That's the one thing that like, I can, I can talk uh, intelligently about what's happening in the education scene. I can tell you. I, I know what's happening in education, but I've written off public school to the point where it does not matter to right. me who gets elected oh, no. to school board. It, but it totally matters when so such a huge percentage of American future voters are being educated at those in those institutions. Well, it would matter if the if the school board has power, do they? The does school the, board? Yeah. Yeah. Does the school board get to determine Yeah. anything? It, yeah, like the the policies of like when it, when it pertains to masking and vaccine mandates and things like that, that goes to the school board policies. What about on, the teachers union? Don't um, they supersede the the paltry little? Don't they? Don't they rise like up asking, and send their lawyers? And, and well, it's like asking who has more power: the teachers union or the mommy activists? It's like well, don't well, they don't they belittle and watch. intimidate and frighten school board members yes. into? And so do. So do moms whose children have been diagnosed with autism, and now they're just absolutely hell-bent on having abs- everybody follow their 
you know, their commands. And right. so, and so you go to, you see all these videos of people going in and, and confronting the school board. It's like, and I just don't totally see accurate change. battle simulator. I don't know. It's like saying, okay, well, who would win, it's you totally know, an army of, simulator. an army of, um, of Amazonian women or, or the school board, or a thousand, <laughs> a thousand, uh, gladiators, a thousand angry breastfeeding mothers. We do not know. I don't know which force has more, I don't. But what I'm trying to say is, I hear what you're trying to say. The only reason I, I voted, just... really, that what finally pushed my butt out the door was like, well, that's God talking to me. It was when somebody who I used to be friends with in you know my early early days, younger childhood, my younger days, and and she made this big you know <laughs> right this rousing speech on facebook about how well my parents used to vote red and now i'm a girl who votes blue and what's the change what's the difference between then and now jesus and i was like i got to go thank vote thank you lord <laughs> Straight ticket vote. I don't even care now. Like, if that's not the Holy Spirit, well, I see, don't that, know. That was the problem that I ran into when I got to the school board. Is the school board is is not it's it's not a partisan vote. They, right. They don't tell you anything right. except you've got the person's name right. and patriotic safety. But you'd vote for me. Children first. Vote I'd vote for, for you, but I, was, I know you. If I was running for school board, you'd vote for me. I'd vote for you, and except I I'm not in your memorable. district. Like, they do do a, they do a write-up in the local paper about all these... Oh, you'd be memorable. And nobody right. ever remembers who they are because they never make any waves. And I would right. totally be like, yeah, I'm running for school board because this school is terrible, and I'm tired <laughs> of having to pretend otherwise. I do not play the political game. I am not going to come in here and, and blow sunshine up your skirts and be like, well, it's not so bad it's really bad and it's been bad since i was in school it's been 20 years or more and you've got these parents who are offended to hear me say that because they would rather save face than be truthful about how terrible their school is uh, not yeah, gonna I would not gonna you. fly i would vote for you and i i kind of want you to run now just yeah just for that yeah that would be fun well you know you you reminded me of something uh when you talked about setting people's hair on fire and all of that. And I ran across an old post from several years ago now. I didn't realize how long it's, it's been. But you remember when I got in trouble for writing about the worship pastor who came out as gay and left his church? Yes, remember I remember. That? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little while ago. But I, I ran across that post, and I was curious. I thought, whatever happened to that guy? Well, you can't find anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about him nothing mm -hmm. nothing and so i was thinking about all of those angry christian people over in ohio who came to my blog and there were hundreds of them hundreds if not thousands not all of them were angry not all of them were angry but, but yes. the ones many of the ones who were not angry were secretly they came and secretly private <laughs> messaged me and said hey we like what you said but we're on staff at this church, so we're not going to come out and publicly support you. We're just going to send you private messages and tell you, good job. We're worried about the direction of our church. We're really worried about the direction we're of our church. We're not going to tell But we're not going to say anyone a at church. word. We're not going to stand up and put our make use of our position. We're just going to be quiet and hang on to our jobs. But we had I had a number of people, and some of them were staff, who said some really, really angry things to me. Um, because I was not, uh, I was not kind to this 
person who was trying to find God and, and was still, some of them even said he's still a brother in Christ, even though he renounced his faith. Even though he told them he he's wasn't. He's still a brother. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay, he says he's not, but I guess you know better. But anyway, it's all gone now, all of it. And I was thinking about all of that outrage, all of that passion, all of that energy that those people poured into supporting him, lifting him up, making sure that he was... Uh, protected and felt loved and poof it's all gone Mm -hmm. now and i thought you know how many of the things that we're all worked up about right now today you know all of the all of the elections the elected officials that didn't make it in and it's like oh no we we desperately needed that person in office two years from now is it gonna matter no i'm not worked up about it at all I wasn't talking about you. I'm talking about I'm talking about the the culture in general. I'm talking about the people who do get worked up about everything. This person wouldn't make a cake for these for these homosexuals. Kid, we've got to start being more loving and caring. It's like where well, are all these? You people? know why I'm not worked they, up, right? They just move from one thing to the next to the next, and it, none of it matters. You know why I don't get all upset and because it's late at night and we're tired no well that's part of it but but yeah also because i'm privileged and remember that like the disadvantaged folks the poor people the women who need abortions like they have to get worked up they have to because Because they have life and death for them right and yeah i can choose to just jump out of the politics box or jump into my you know carelessness box you can, you can just make soup for your family. Mm-hmm. I can just focus on you. homeschooling, which yeah. is like pretty much something that does itself. Like there's no problems when you're trying to homeschool. It's automatic, really. Pretty much. If you just throw textbooks at children, right. then they will educate themselves. Yeah. And so there's that and like cleaning my house, you know, that's stuff that which any old it adult It pretty could much do. does so, itself too. So yeah, I have a really carefree life because I, because of like... My position in life, my privileged religion, my privileged color of skin, my just right. everything about my socioeconomic socioeconomic. Well, background. I forgot about that because I too am privileged. Right. So I didn't think about your privilege because I have the privilege of not having if, to think about yours. If you want to know who the people are who really deserve our vote the most and who really need it's us to agree the with them, dumb, the most. sick people who have who their life is a shambles. Yes, it's the people who ha- who are the angriest. That's we how need, you know the, they're the we angriest, need the most angry, most unsuccessful, most downtrodden, poverty stricken, disease ridden. imbeciles are the ones that should be elected to office people who are hanging on andrea hunley's every word during her acceptance speech those put put them in power those are the ones we need to be following after and them the reins of authority they tell you who they need you to vote for listen listen because jesus would listen jesus would listen and vote whatever they told him to do i remember being told a couple of years ago that uh, this person who stepped down was loved by Jesus. I was not. Um, <laughs> I'm a bad Christian. He's a good Christian. And he's going to, and he had all the love and support of those wonderful people at that church. 
And now it's all gone. I mean, his blog's not there anymore. The blog that he was encouraging well, everybody to go and read as he gone, is on his journey to his new destination. The blog is gone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that the guy isn't still well, hanging he, around. Well, I know where he's at. He's doing real estate in okay. Cleveland. But uh, the, the, the other thing is the, the, the pastor who was involved in the scandal uh, a few months ago and this was more recent, where he got his got his uh, girlfriend pregnant and had to step down. And I had a comment or two about that, and was also not to the same extent, but I also raised the ire of some of those church people. You know, it's like you don't know, and he's been a wonderful and a pastor and a guide and a beautiful human being, and so on. And and he said, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here." And uh, and we're going to heal together, and we're going to grow together. Poof, gone, not there anymore. Doing something else. Doesn't attend the church either. I don't know if he attends, but he's not anywhere in the on the roster. Okay. Um, I thought that was a good thing. I thought that was the plan. Oh, it is a good thing. I thought what I thought his announcement was that he was just going to still be a member of the congregation there. I thought uh, still uh, maybe I'll the have case. to I'll have to go look it up. But the point is that all of the all of the stuff that everybody was so mad about um it's just it's gone now it's not even an issue anymore it's not it's not even a thing and yet this was the this was the, this was life or death as you said a few months ago this was a hey let's let's uh, go to war over this let's say let's say really angry hurtful things to uh to John because this is He's so out of line, and we've got to straighten this out, and we've got to we've got to take a stand here. That's just all gone. Well, the stuff that everybody gets worked up about. I have good news for it's you. Just a mist. The other day, I saw a police video of a kid getting. Uh, he was falsely accused of driving under the influence, and he got arrested. And uh, down in the comments, this guy was like. You white people, you only care when it's another white person getting mistreated and falsely accused. But when it's a black teenager, you're all like, just comply, just comply. And so I jumped in with that guy and I was like, did you watch the video? Because he did comply, comply. complied right to jail, as a matter (laughs) of fact. Right. Went to jail and is now going to sue the district for that whole experience afterwards, which is what we've been saying all this time is that the best way to fight is to fight through the justice system later to fight through the courts. Especially now, since you can make a video. I mean, right. everybody everybody has a phone. Well, it was the it wasn't him. It was the police. Uh, the body cam. Yeah, the body cam footage. But anyway, yeah. uh, but that guy came back and said to you, "Oh, to me. Oh, how are you? How is a girl supposed to comply if she was asleep?" And he and he linked to <laughs> Brianna Taylor. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What were we just talking about? Like, are you still, are you still yes. about that? There's, there's still so there people talking you, about George Floyd. It's not, it's not necessarily that everybody Gosh. forgets in, you know, three to six months. Like, That's true. Some people really are still able to work up a good foaming rage over Breonna Taylor and how unjust it was for her to get caught in the crossfire of her Gangbanger boyfriend. Gangbanger boyfriend's firefight. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, and that is right. I, I, I. I'm just saying. What, what that. do you want? Do you want people to get over it, or but do you want the them people, to hang on? These to are it? the people that you were alluding to earlier, though. That are, that are just, and, and I was alluding to that. They're just not gonna be okay yeah. because their brains don't work and their spirit or their spirits are out of whack or both I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling- sure exactly how you get to that point but but i i and call it privilege call it whatever but i just was not i didn't go down that hallway i, I wasn't allowed to go down that hallway and it was the influences of the people in my in my life right. the, the grown-ups who when i started to go there they would go nope Here's right. here's what's wrong with your no, that's thinking. What I was here's why say. your temper tantrum is and I have a not feeling, going to stand. I have a feeling that people who have been listening to this podcast since early days, like the very first few episodes, are going to notice a shift in my perspective on these things because there was a time not so very long ago, you know, four years ago. We've where been doing this podcast a long time. We were defending the... the um, idea that you should be engaged on social media because that's where the imbeciles are. That's where that's the new mission field. That's mm-hmm. a place where lost people congregate. And so for better or worse, you've got a whole lot of brains plugged into the matrix and you need to go in there and, you know, be aware. Yeah, we, don't, we don't think that anymore. I don't know how much I care to do it myself anymore. Ah, okay. I, I don't think that the I don't think that the positives outweigh the negatives. I don't think people are aware, even though they may talk about how influential social media is. Oh, it just really influences people subconsciously. Even they don't even know how much they're being. It influences influenceable people. It still influences them. We even know people. I know a guy who has talked with who every time he's gotten the chance to talk about what's wrong with the world. He talks about kids and their phones and, and social media social and how media. influential yeah. it is and TikTok and Instagram and, you know, these kids are being brainwashed. But he still won't take the social media away from his own kids. Right. And so it's right. like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, do we really believe even what we're saying? Because we're not acting like we do. But, but yes, the whole real-life connections, like your actual in-person, face-to-face community, mm-hmm. that makes a difference. That, yeah. well, people- that is the area where you can actually have a disagreement with a person like I did with my dear brother just a few days ago. Yeah, we did. And we did still, have a sort of a... And still carry on. Like, I'm not... I cannot unfriend him. No matter how much of an idiot he makes me think he is and how often he may say something that makes me... Well, just, and how obnoxious he thinks you are. No matter how he obnoxious still sta- he He's still I stuck am. around and finished the conversation. Right, right. There's There will be no discontinuing my account he's not going to block you right <laughs> there is no way to just go right you can't block a person think, you know oh he said a naughty word and so i'm going to report him and then he's going to get put in facebook jail. like that's not right. that, that's and not going to happen i'm going to be the good person he's going to be the bad person right right no because that's that's valid community that's is valid. is solid and that is one of the points that i'm making to a person who I have had a history of face-to-face communication with, but have since only really had mostly a social media connection for several years. Mm -hmm. And I'm basically just writing to her and saying, uh, just because you've been unfollowed on social media does not mean that you've actually lost real friends. However, you are in danger of cutting ties with real friends if you continue to see your shift from red to blue, for example, as this like 
calling from God himself. Like this if you, great awakening. If you actually believe spiritual revival. that you're leaving behind those Pharisees slash Romans slash those worldly, you know, idolaters, those Trumpites, all right. these people who don't even have the real gospel. And now you've found the real true gospel in your progressive circles. Right. If that's what you're going to tell yourself because of social media and the influence that your phone has had on your brain, then yes, real life friendships, real life relationships are going to suffer for it because you have struggled to separate fiction from reality. You've sup you've, you've been unable to separate what your phone is telling you from what people who actually know you in real life have tried to tell you. So, right. and, and that happens right. all the time. It happens, especially with people my age and younger who spend so much time in virtual reality. I don't have a data to back this up. I don't have any statistics on this, but I would be curious to know what the what the influence of social media does to people, whether the shift is 50-50, red to blue and blue to red, or whether the tendency no. is to go from Christian to non-Christian with social that. media. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I would guess. I don't see social media, I would agree with you, I don't see social media as a this great platform where you can... Uh, where work can revive the nation. I don't think going to Facebook and Twitter and or Gab or MeWe or wherever you go, Instagram and and making a stand and proclaiming the gospel. I don't think that that's going to have a tremendous impact. No, it's. I was thinking about this. Like again, early days of our podcast, we were making a case for like theoretical evangelicalism. Like mm -hmm. it was the missional movement, basically, but for social media. Right and. While I understand and still do kind of kind of uh, have sympathy for that perspective, like I do think that there were great great intentions with people in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s and the seeker sensitivity and things like that. Mm -hmm. I do understand what they were going for. It's like, oh, we will if each one reaches one, you right. know, we, we'll have this great tendrils, you know, sweeping through right. the nation. I grew, I grew up in, the, as that was getting rolling, you know, the Christian rock and roll. That was a thing. That yes. was a contemporary Christian music. Hey, look, Christians can have good music well, the, too. The multiplying effect of your, your influence, you know, you go out and now that you have become a Christian, now you go out and make Christian disciples. That's right. the great commission. How Yay. many, how many candle lighting ceremonies was I a part of <laughs> where you pass your flame onto the person next to you and see, see how easy it is to evangelize the world. Look, look at what, look at this whole room is lit up now. Look everyone. Isn't that so inspiring? go out and set fire to one of your friends. Yes. However, what we all kind of have failed to take into consideration is just what terrible missionaries most Christians make. They are not capable of standing strong in the face of evil. Well, they become because, evil. Isn't that because they don't have any theology themselves? Yes. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of why. people. There's a lot of people whose candle is not lit, right. and they're banging dead wicks right. against it. If it really that sounds kind of nasty, but if it really was as simple as lighting a candle, then yeah, they could go. They could go into their secular uh, factory job or they could go work in their secular right. coffee shop or they could go into their secular university and they could just if light only, it up. If only they had a lit candle themselves. <laughs> but it doesn't work quite that simply. And and sometimes people in that coffee shop or in that factory or in that university <laughs> say things like, you know, if you were really Christian, you would take me to my abortion appointment and hold my hand. And the poor right. Christian goes, oh, 
Wow. You're right. That makes so much sense to me. You're right. I don't have any sort of rebuttal for that. Yeah. This little light of mine. <laughs> well, well, let's say, say <laughs> your, your little, your friend, your secular friend will say something to you like, you know, Jesus loved even gay people and I want you to come to my wedding and that will cause this enormous, possibly even lifelong conflict in the Christian who's like, yes. I have to be supportive. I still disagree with I want them to know that I still love them. I still disagree with the, with the idea of homosexuality, but in absolutely no tangible ways. I am going to do everything that I would do if I fully supported homosexuality. Right, there's no difference in my behavior yeah. from somebody who is 100% in the can for abortion and homosexuality and transgenderism right. and because, paganism because i want to be accepted at these at these tables in these circles where all of these lost people are so that i can reach them so for jesus them. this is the light of mine and then lo and behold they look nothing like jesus at the end of their adventures that's because satan already foofed out their light yes so that's that's what we have i that's sort of i agree with does. you i agree with you there i there's still a part of me that says, uh, 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 okay, I'll be. There's a part of me that kind of enjoys the enjoys the conflict. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe enjoy is not the right word. There's a there's a part of me that you are encouraged by it. I, well, I'm encouraged, and and I'm I'm kind of fascinated. There, there, there's some people that are just their lives and their thinking is just so catastrophically bad, and and it's so astronomic. It's so obviously wrong that it just fascinates me that they continue to profess it. Right. And uh, particularly the progressive Christians, the ones who are just, man, nothing that you say is biblical. Not, none of this comes right. from the Bible. And yet you still maintain but, that you are this devout, good, right, devout. righteous follower of Jesus. No, they, but they wouldn't be that way if they actually were plugged in or connected with a real... With a with, person, with the body of Christ, if yeah. They, if they spent, if they spent an afternoon, it would take more than an afternoon. But if they spent time sitting across the table from us, yes. having these conversations, they, one of two things would happen: either they would never come to our table again, Which or they would gradually begin <laughs> to shift away from progressivism. Yeah, because there's no way in the world they're going to pull us into progressivism. So something is going to give in that relationship. Right. They're either going to come towards us or they're going to block us and move away. Mm, yes. And uh, that's all there is to it. Look at how the time has flown. My, how the time flies. My, how the time has flown. When you're half asleep. Send us a, uh, send us an email, <laughs> Carl, and uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. If, there, if there's a topic you'd like to hear our uh, thoughts on, send it to us. Can't promise you that we're going to look at it. I can't promise you we're going to do it if it's dumb, but um, if it's not dumb, maybe we'll do it, right? Maybe. No. My alarm's going to be going off just, any minute now. Just send something to the peaches on social media, and uh, and she won't see it. <laughs> I'll be way too busy homeschooling. <laughs> Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.